Corner 3 Podcast, weekly tales of the NBA's hardwood from the suburbs of Cincinnati. Check us out at thecorner3.net. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to an edition of the Corner 3 Podcast, brought to you by thecorner3.net. Very exciting show this week. Tim Daniel here with none other than the Hoops hype man himself, Alex Derrickson. What's up, everybody? And the Hoops historian, Sean Mackey. How are you, Tim? I'm great, man. I'm great. How are you guys? I'm fantastic. That's good to hear. That's good to hear. So, folks, today's show is going to be a little interesting as we're going to start our our breakdown of how we feel about the Eastern Conference. So we're going to do a little bit of an EC preview this week for every team not named Cleveland uh, because we obviously know what they bring to the table. Uh, So we're also going to touch here a little bit on some news and a a few things there. So, guys, let's go ahead and get into the news that started out. Um... Ty Lawson is kind of the big news that comes out as he signs a one-year deal with the Sacramento Kings. Out goes Rondo. In comes Lawson. Um, out goes George Carl. So, Sean, uh, what your thoughts there? Ty Lawson coming in after after George Carl leaves. I, I They have no idea what they're doing, Tim. So, Ty Lawson threw the dart and it landed in the trash can. The, the, the one... The one Ty Lawson whisper we had was George Carl, and he's gone. And then they sign him afterwards. I think Vladdy's just having fun at this point. I mean, I I, I have no idea what's going on in Sacramento. Uh, I I'm just waiting for some more Demarcus Cousins trade rumors. To happen. <laughs> <laughs> That's all I'm waiting for on that end. Get that guy off that team. God. But no, uh, dude, they're around him. They're what? They're building around him. A strong foundation. A strong foundation with, with Ben... Ben, ben McLemore. And, and, and Rudy Gay, who's, who has openly said he has no idea what's going on. They're going to bring back Vino Udre, and they're going to they're gonna get this they're gonna get this train rolling. Who am I kidding? I, I guess. I, you know, I mean, they're, they're doing something. So that's good, good for them. I'm glad Ty Lawson's still playing basketball, and it's not for the Pacers. So, uh... <laughs> <laughs> we also uh before the podcast we were kind of touching on chris bosch a little bit he uh there are uh rumblings that he might be coming back now but nobody really knows anything everyone's very hush hush on it alex do you think he's gonna play some basketball this year i i really hope so i i over the his time in miami i have given chris bosch insane amounts of shit solely for just <laughs> existing on this planet As and i have I have said awful things about him. I have compared him to various winged and scaled uh, animals and reptiles. I I have probably wished horrible things, plagues on his houses, but no one deserves any sort of level of health scare. I mean, at the end of the day, this is a game. This is his job, and, and I really hope he gets to continue to do what he is one of the best in the world at doing. Well, I, I agree. Yeah, I do too. Um I, I know there's reports coming out that he's really frustrated with how Miami's handling his circumstance, but, like, I kind of... You have to understand as a human what Miami is doing. Like, this is this guy's health. This is this guy's life, for that matter. And I know he put yeah, a video... Everything. Right. And this is, um, you know, the, the video he put out today when he's like, a lot of people are wondering if I'm hooping. Yes, I'm hooping. Um, and I think it's a Miami team that's really could use a healthy Chris Bosch. Obviously, the remaining 33% of the big three. Um, Hassan Whiteside really started to come into his own. Um, Doran, 
you know, playing the point guard position for them. No, wait, I got that wrong. Did I? Did I get that right? Drogic? Yes. Drogic. Thank you. Yes. Yeah. So, um, yeah, you got it. And then Justice Winslow, an up-and-coming player. I really think Miami needs a healthy Chris Bosh as far as, like, to really help them get through this season. Um, so I hope that we do get to see him play again. But obviously I hope that he's going to be able to, like, use his ankles again one day too. Right. Yes. Like, you don't want to wish anything that's going to exacerbate the situation. And it is. I think this is a situation where Miami's probably making the right call. But... It's it's tough when you've got the person himself whose body it is saying, no, I can play and I'm good, but you've got the organization with some pushback. So I can understand the frustration and the potential of butting heads. But yeah, he's, he's definitely somebody I would love to be able to hope that he continues to get to play. You know what it was it, for me? It was, um, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. He did Any Giving Wednesday with Bill Simmons. And hearing him describe basketball and like how he like describing the game and players like mentality and emotions and stuff, he was fucking excellent. Like he was so good. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, like when he talked about like Kevin Durant signing Golden State, like who better to get to interview for that circumstance? Maybe LeBron. Right. But um, the way he described it was super cool. And like when Anthony Anderson was like, he was so close every time. You know, he he could have beat him. He had him beat him. He had him on the ropes. And he's like, sometimes being that close is what hurts the most. And I really like Chris Bosch's insight on the game. So, yeah, it was cool. And um, I do hope he gets to play again. Yeah. Do, do you guys think, um, you know, saying that his career, you know, if it is over with, um, do you think he is a Hall of Fame player? Yes. Okay. I, yeah. I do, too. I do, too. Um, I, do I, think too. It's, I, I think he's the perfect on-the-border player. But he's got all-star games. I mean, he was the best player in Toronto for a long time. He, um, you know, he gets a lot of crap for being in Miami as far as being the third of the big three, but he did help that team a lot in their championship Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And I think that, that, you know, that's a little unfair that he gets treated that way. So, yeah, I think it's fair. Absolutely. I mean, yeah. I would, yeah, and if nothing else, just for the era, you know, there was, wasn't a whole lot of, of people that played his position that were even in the same league as him. So, I mean, he towers over when that when his name's going to get called. You know, it's he's not going to be up against a whole bunch of competition. Yeah, yeah, I agree completely. So, speaking of players and what's going on and how, what's go, what the hell do we know if they're going to play again or not, ladies and gentlemen, Larry Sanders is trying to come back to the NBA, and he's Very accusing exciting. he's accusing teams of a lot of horrible things, saying he's been his hand with concussions. But on the other end, some NBA. Star teams, you could call them the two best teams in the league. The two teams that played in the finals the last two years. Apparently had some interest in bringing old Larry Sanders in to be, on, be a member of their roster. So, Alex, how excited are you to see a potential of Larry Sanders back in the league next year? Is he going to get ejected and thumbs up the referees more? Yes. Then I am all on this hype train. <laughs> Choo-choo, it's leaving the station. <laughs> I'm really excited. I, I, I'd love to see him back in the NBA. I think he, uh, I know we kind of uh, covered it a little bit with a different podcast that we're going to be releasing this week. Uh, someone from Brew Hoop. Um, but he's one of those guys, I mean, he's he's not going to start again. I think that, that, you know, ship has sailed. But I think, uh, I think he can, I think he still has a lot left in the tank. I mean, He's still really young. Um, he had to leave the game under, you know, personal circumstances, and I understand that. And, uh, you know, I, I'm 
you know, I'd love to see him. I, I'd love to see him on Golden State. I've mentioned this before in a previous pod. I, I would love to see him there. I think he would be great to bring off the bench. And, uh, you know, I, it'd be great. I mean, he's just, uh, he, he's an interesting, interesting player. And he was really starting to make some real strides in his game before he left. And uh, it's been kind of sad, so. Yeah, I mean, it's it's unfortunate when you hear a story about someone who is very, very good at what he does and loves what he does, and then all of a sudden falls out of love with it and kind of has to abandon it entirely. I mean, you figured to make it to the NBA your whole life kind of has to revolve around playing basketball. So I think when you get to the point that he did where he's like, I don't want to anymore, and that's got to be tough, and it's going to be interesting to see if, if he can and will bounce back from that or if it's going to happen again. Who plays more minutes in the NBA next year, Larry Sanders or Ray Allen? Yes. Yes. (laughs) Just fuck. I don't know. I saw this weird feeling, man. Like I'm probably wrong, but I just have this weird feeling that we might see Ray Allen play for the Cavaliers next year, coming off the bench. Maybe like the ninth or tenth guy. Hey, Ray, just go spot up a three. You say that, but they've got Dunleavy. They do. do So they're fine. They don't need Ray Allen. They don't need Ray. They really don't need Ray Allen. I mean, they're gonna they're gonna have their hands full this year, but they, I don't think they need Ray Allen. You know, to shoot, you know, you know, two three pointers a game just to come off the bench. I, you know, and he hasn't played in. Has it been two seasons? Yeah. Yeah, I, I just, I no, I don't want, I don't want to see it. Just. I think if Ray Allen joins like the Warriors or the Cavs, it starts kind of turning into this weird freak show lineup where yeah. everyone's just going to be like, oh, "Do you do you think Ray Allen's going to shoot some threes tonight?" And then everyone just sits. <laughs> and he comes out, takes his warm ups off, stands in the corner, hits a three. The whole crowd goes crazy, and everyone's just like, "Ho ho!" And that's what's going to happen, I think, if Ray Allen ends up on the on Cleveland. It's just going to be like a, oh, of course he is, and oh, of course he did, and of course they did. Kind of like well, that, um, the big threes bench they had in Miami that first year when it's like all the list of players trying out. like Penny Hardaway is trying out to come back to the Heat, and it's like, what right. the hell? He hasn't played in the NBA for four years. Yeah, I mean, you, you start assembling these ridiculous super teams and out of nowhere all of these crazy retired old veterans that kind of maybe started in the year a little, like, in in the league younger, so they kind of maybe still have a few more miles left on them, but they all coming out of the woodwork like they're in fucking zombies in a Romero movie. <laughs> and they're just like, contracts! Rings! <laughs> and they're just like, trying to reach out. And to, your, <laughs> to your point... Jason Terry is still in the league. Yes. Uh, Who's Jason playing for this year? The Bucks. He's playing for Jason Kidd. Did Did we not talk about this earlier? Yeah, I did. I mentioned it. Did you mention it? I didn't even catch you. Yeah, you'll okay. be able to hear the, the the stance on Jason Terry on the Bucks later this week if you follow the Corner Three on iTunes. Fuck. Uh-huh. All right, folks. So we're going to talk, give a little bit of our Eastern Conference preview. Uh, we're not going to go as far as saying who we think wins the East because we already know who we think wins the East. Uh, but we're think, gonna... think, <laughs> yeah. Right. No, we know. <laughs> we have all the answers for you tonight. <laughs> so we're going to go through all the Eastern Conference teams and kind of break it down. And I can't explain this because I didn't come up with this segment. Our very own hoops hype man Alex Derrickson broke it down, so he's going to explain it here for you and show you what we're going to do tonight. 
All right, y'all, we're talking diagrams. So <laughs> I have just find a <laughs> So I, I have. I have broken the the Eastern and Western Conference down, and I feel like there are three levels of NBA teams. There are your teams that are contending, the ones your obvious front runners, your Cleveland, your Golden States, whatever. The ones that are like your almost perennial playoff teams year in year out. You've got your teams that are rebuilding, you know, your Sixers and the Lakers, things like that. But what no one really mentions are the teams that I am labeling as pretending, which they're kind of halfway between rebuilding and contending, but they're more or less painting a facade that they're contending when really it's a rebuilding your bulls your knicks things like that so what we're going to do is we're going to go through the eastern conference we're going to place the teams in order of contending rebuilding and pretending and we're going to see where these teams lie so let's get right into it with the boston motherfucking celtics contending absolutely like, uh, not... no uh i bring like, in al horford i love um, I really like their draft, actually, bringing in a lot of players, bringing in the guys they did. And Isaiah is just outstanding. Oh, I mean, completely. And I think if we were to break this down typically with your Venn diagrams, you put them in the, like, more directionally where they're leaning. I think they're partway towards contending. If Cleveland is the far right of the spectrum, I think Boston's more, like, left, left center. Uh, but, I mean, absolutely. they're They're what you'd expect. I mean... It would take some sort of crazy bottoming out for this to be anything other than for them to be in the contending category. If they have a good year, could you say that we could bring back Celtic Pride? Oh, on DVD, I hope. Maybe yes. Blu-ray. That'd be nice. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So next up, we have the Brooklyn Nets. <laughs> Right, so contending. <laughs> oh, this is a team that you're talking about having Sean Kilpatrick like being like a top tier player on their bench. <laughs> so, can we? Can any of us name five Brooklyn Nets players? All right, Brooke Lopez, Jeremy right. Lin, Sean Kilpatrick. Sean Kilpatrick. Yes. <laughs> I got those three. Um, um, hold on, hold on, hold on. Hold you on. just said him, and he came in third on that list. Did, Grievous did you Vasquez. say Jeremy Lin? I did say yes, Jeremy Lin. Yes, we said Lin. Okay, Grievous. That's General. four. That's four. Okay, okay. Oh, man. Oh. Oh, guys, I don't think we know four Brooklyn, five Brooklyn Nets. <laughs> I, I'm, this is so, so sad. So, rebuilding it is. Yes, yes. We know. <laughs> Sorry, Brooklyn. <laughs> Man, thank God this isn't a basketball podcast. So, the New York Knicks. <laughs> I will put them in your... Sean, why don't you take this one? I've taken the first two. They're, they're definitely pretenders. <laughs> I, I, have them, I have them pretending, but more leaning towards contending, just because if all of those guys happen to have a fucking Christmas miracle and they're healthy... Uh, by Christmas or during Christmas even, but I, I definitely think that it's the depth is there. Uh, but at the same time, though, the the injury threat is definitely there too. So that's why I have them more towards. They could hit like sixth or seventh in the East, but I don't see them doing much more than that. ESPN's FIP predicted them to go thirty four and forty eight, and actually predicted the Bulls have a better record. There we go. They're gonna be they're gonna be neck and neck. I think. I think 
I don't think either of those teams got better. You know, the only thing that could bring the Knicks up is if Porzingis makes a huge jump this year and Noah does not spend half of the year injured. Like, I'm not really worried about Derrick Rose. I think he's going to play 50 games if he's not hurt, which still means he's going to be hurt. So, but they have Brandon Jennings backing him up. Uh, I like him. Uh, you know, I, they have Carmelo. He's probably going to miss some time. Uh, and they have uh, Aaron Afalo, I believe, right? Mm-hmm. So, I mean, yeah, it's not it's not a bad team, but I just there's a lot has to go right, I think, for them to uh, you know to do anything. It's kind of like when uh, when the Knicks signed um, Antonio McDice years ago, and <laughs> it was it was like this big thing, like oh man, they just got Antonio, you know, and and uh, it wasn't a big thing, so. Yeah, like you said, they're not a bad team, but I definitely don't think they're a safe team whatsoever. I no. really like them getting Courtney Lee. I think he'll be a really good, good part of their team roster, too. Proud about yeah. Courtney. I loved Courtney Lee on the Magic. Yeah, man. Yes. That's so such that, a good, that, that was a good team. Yeah, he's, but he's he missed the one that who Tilly missed the oop, and that's that's kind of what cost him everything. So what is, Man, he's got, like, Nick Anderson syndrome. <laughs> he does. He does. Was he uh he went to Western Kentucky, right? He was like from Yes. Like, yeah, that's right. Yeah. All right, so sticking in the Atlantic Conference here, the Philadelphia 76ers. Champions. <laughs> no, no, there's no way around it. Champions. Just I well, a Venn diagram only has three categories, and I've already established the three categories. Sand champions wasn't one of them. So, so I would say rebuilding. within the confines of the chart, please. I would say rebuilding <laughs> above the Nets because we can probably name five Sixers if we really try. Well, yeah, I'm looking at their roster. I hope we can. <laughs> <laughs> so Jaleel Embiid, Nerlens, Ben Simmons, Sergio, Sergio. Yes, there we go. All right, we're set. Yeah. I would have also accepted that. Elton Brand. Oh God, I forgot <laughs> oh. about that. I would have said yeah. uh, I would have said Keith Marshall, but they just they just traded him. Ah, uh, bummer. Ah, uh, Jared. Yeah, Jared Bayless. Oh yeah, I like Jared Bayless. I, I liked him on the yeah. Blazers. Yeah, he's a serviceable guy. He's one of those dudes that's going to somehow end up in a Bulls jersey before he retires because right. because the the front office likes his quote character. I think the Sixers are going to be exciting. Honestly, I don't think that they're going to go and wow anybody. I think that I don't think they'll make the playoff by any stretch. No, but I think they're going to be a they're fun, Minnesota. exciting team. Like exactly, yeah. I think that they could be like Minnesota before Tibbs. Like where last year we were like, man, Minnesota's fun. They have a lot of young players. They're really putting something together. I think Philly could kind of be the Eastern Conference version of that, slowly but surely. Yeah, absolutely. All right. So need, a, need a new coach, though. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, I don't think I don't think Brett Brown's gonna gonna bring anything home to Philly. No, the roster's no. there. I, I think it could be a situation very similar to where you know, like Calipari had with the Nets, or where you know uh, Larry Brown had with the Pistons and things like that, where the the teams were built up and then they were kind of inherited by somebody to take the next step. And I, I kind of think that maybe it was going to be the Brett Brown situation. Yep, I agree. A la the most predictable one with uh, with David Blatt and Ty Lue. I mean, <laughs> yeah, that, that's a natural. That was a hand and glove fit. Who saw that one coming? <laughs> we are sticking with the Atlantic Conference. Going to round that one out here, and we have the Toronto Raptors. 
I love Toronto, man. Um, I think, you know, during the Olympic time, we heard me on this show every week talking about how much I love DeMar DeRozan and how happy I was that the world was going to be able to see how good he is. Um, and I don't think we can say enough about Kyle Lowry. And I think he just, you know, that's a team that, yes, Sean, and uh, Sean talked about it last week on the show, how he thought those two games in Toronto beat Cleveland, he was almost convinced that they were going to win the series. Uh, the, sure. The crowd was just amazing. I love, love, love Toronto's backcourt. Um, we've mentioned before, I really like to bring in Jared Sollinger. Um, I think they're contenders. I think that they could, I, I would probably put them right now as my three in the East. That's fair. I mean, I, and I, I say, I mean, just coming from being the Nuggets fan that I was and everything, hats off to Masai Ujiri for what he's made over there since he's gotten in there. Oh, yeah. And, oh, yeah. I mean, he is... He has proven his worth now, I think, with what he did with Denver and then heading to Toronto and everything, too. He's he's done a bang-up job with the Raptors. Do you have anything you want to add to that? Uh, you know, I think... Uh, I, who said they were going to be number three? Was it you, Tim? Yes. I, I think they're going to be number two again. You think they're I better do. than Boston? Right now? Yeah. Yeah, I think they have the experience. I don't think Al Horford necessarily puts them over any kind of hump. And... And they ended up getting Sullinger, you know, as well. So, and, I, and I'm high on him. So, and I thought he was kind of a, a, a nice chip, you know, in the success category for the Celtics. And, uh, you know, I, I'm not going to write him off. I think, you know, they did lose uh, Biombo this year. And he was huge in the playoffs. Huge. Um, I don't know if that was a fluke, though. So, sure. uh, um, but... Fred Vogel uh, doesn't think so. No. No, Frank Vogel isn't—he's a Biombo enthusiast. So yeah, but I mean, could you ask for a better fit of player and coach? Right. Oh yeah, totally. Totally, I completely agree. But yeah. it's, he's not even—they've got like four guys playing the same position down in Orlando. I mean, he's not even—we'll get—we'll get to them later. Yeah. So. A couple divisions away. All right. So the fun thing about doing this too is we've also kind of just ranked the Atlantic Division how we see it's probably going to end with Toronto and Boston kind of jockeying for the first and second position there. New York is a third, then Philly, then Brooklyn. Yeah, yeah, I hundred percent agree with that. Yeah. Aren't yeah. these fun? See what we're figuring out. We're learning so much about each other. On to the Central Division with oh. the Chicago Bulls. Sean, take uh, it. Yeah, just go nuts, man. Go ham. <laughs> go league pass on the shit. <laughs> I love how it's always going to be go league pass on it. <laughs> uh, they're they're pretenders. I don't know what they're going to do this year. We've talked about this. <laughs> I'm uh, I, I'm interested to see what's going to happen, but uh, they are they are just trying to deny themselves a rebuild right now, and I don't really understand why at all. Like I was I was totally all in for a rebuild this year. They could have traded Jimmy, uh we you know, and and I I would have been okay with it. I'm glad they didn't, but sure. I I'm I'm you know, I'm happy that, you know, I, I guess you know we're gonna go we're gonna march forward with uh you know, some ghosts of good players and uh and just hope for the best. So and I and I hope that Jerry and Grant just becomes a huge steal in the Derrick Rose trade and he becomes some sort of all star. That's my only hope right now. But well, I mean, we talked about we talked about it too with Jason at Bloggable on a fast break that'll be available, and you can find it if you subscribe to us on iTunes or at thecorner3.net. And I, I think it's it's a situation too where I feel like the, they kept saying retooling was the word that, that Gar kind of kept falling back on, and 
Jason with Bloggable kind of mentioned how they're always first in attendance and everything too. And part of it makes me wonder if rebuilding the word and then rebuilding the action may scare like, you know, uh, goers away. And it's one of those things where maybe they might be playing it safe where they're kind of pretending, hence the hence the category here, but where they're pretending the rebuild so that way they can kind of maintain and save face really. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Um, I think FIP from ESPN had it at 38 wins. So they had him as a 38 and 44 team, which is six mm. wins less than last year, even though they apparently got better. Right. I mean, I would, I would say 41 and 41. And that's, I think that's being safe. That's being safe. That's saying that no injuries, that's some combination of two of the three between Butler, Wade and Rondo mesh. Uh, Maybe they get something good for Taj down the line. I'm not sure. But I hopefully, win-loss-wise, don't see them do any worse than Vinny Del Negro, which was 41-41. and 41. So I'm just going to set the bar there. Both years. <laughs> yes. And oddly enough, with the same home and road records, too. Both years. Yes. Really? Yes. I didn't know yes, that. He was, he was nothing if not consistent. Yeah, didn't he, didn't he do the same with the Clippers when he went there? Didn't he like get like a, a really close record with them as well? I think so. Oh, God, man. Whatever happened to that guy? Not a win, loss, or a hair out of place in that man. (laughs) (laughs) Moving on. So this one's one's a toughie. Okay. The Cleveland Cavs. So next is Detroit. (laughs) 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 That's fair. I mean, honestly, like, I think it's easy to say. Um, Obviously, they're rebuilding. I mean, they got rid of Delhi, so... I mean, <laughs> and I they mean, bring I, in Dunleavy. And they yeah, and they signed they, that James guy to some ridiculous extension. I, I can't believe they would do that. Dude, the, <laughs> way, the way they did everything, like, obviously it's easy to say, like, oh, man, they're genius because they won a championship, but, like, literally the way they did it. So they bring in Kyrie and they bring in Tristan Thompson after they lose LeBron. They lock Tristan Thompson to a long-term deal. We make fun of deal. He says, ha-ha, look what I did in the playoffs, and that was great. Um, I think Kyrie's the next great point guard in our league, uh, and I think that he's only going to get better as long as he stays healthy um, because we we've, we saw a lot of that, and obviously we saw how good he was. Uh, so, yeah, they're they're too easy there. Uh, I think Teron Liu did a great thing with them filling in for Blatt. That's a hard thing to do to take over a team in the middle of the year and win a championship. So, yeah, let's just talk about Detroit. Right. So I actually do think the Pistons are kind of a toughie. Uh, The Central, I mean, once you go, you know, south of Cleveland going, you know, two through five or whatever in the division, it's it is a bit problematic because there's kind of so many unknowns on almost instabilities in a lot of these rosters. Uh, So where where do you guys have Detroit? Because I'm actually kind of lost on this one. Tim. Oh man, I'm with you. I really like um, I really like their guard play. Uh, I think getting Reggie Jacks was big for them. Uh, I think that's kind of easy to say there. And I really like guys like um, shit. I always have a brain fart. So I'm like getting into this tangent. But <laughs> good timing, Tim. High five. Um, <laughs> Rodney Caldwell Pope. I'm sorry. Wow. Uh, so oh yeah, Davius. Yeah. Yeah. He's he's. I like him a lot. I did too. Yeah. I think the Pistons are their playoff team. I think they're kind of like that six to eight range in the East still. Um, though I do like guys like Stucky. I think Stucky could be a big thing for them also. Um, but 
I still worry about what their big men are going to bring. I think, you know, they could, you know, they still could be, be a big part of the team. But as far as, like, their backcourt, I think they're solid. And I think that that's, that alone could put them in the Eastern Conference playoffs. I, uh... I'm actually kind of excited for their uh, their front court, Tim. I mean, we kind of discussed this on an earlier episode, but they just signed Boban Marjanovic. Oh yeah, and uh, this guy, if you're not familiar, he's seven foot three, played for the Spurs, and was ridiculously good in limited minutes. Uh, and Andre Drummond the other day came out and said that he's the real deal on his Twitter, uh-huh. and uh, you know. Which is great, and I, I'm actually very excited that he's not on the Spurs because he's one of those guys that's going to get more attention someplace else. He wasn't going to get the minutes there with all the big men in San Antonio, but uh, I'm I'm excited to see him play. Reggie Jackson, he's he's fun. <laughs> I like him a lot. Uh, and they got Tobias Harris last yeah. year in that trade. Yeah. And uh, I, I think he really helps, you know, spread the floor. And I thought I thought that was a perfect trade, too. That was one of those trades that really helped both teams, even though Brandon Jennings ended up leaving and going to the Knicks. Um, but, uh, yeah, I, th- I think I think they're in good shape next year. I'm not going to say they're pretenders. Uh, sure. I, you know, I, I, guess, I guess we would say they're still rebuilding. I'm not going to say... Like I said, they, they, they're not contenders, but you know they're they're in a good place right now. I think, and uh, you know they got uh, oh, I have enough brain fart right now. Right, Van, it's Contavious Caldwell it's, Pope, damn it. <laughs> I mean, they have Stan Van Gundy, who is a fantastic coach, and he's he's their he's either their president or their GM right now. He's one of the two. I mean, he's right. got he's got control over you know moves and stuff. So I I really I I. They have a very bright future ahead of them in the next few years, so bring back the uh, love of the palace, bring it, make it exciting again. Yes. All right. So up next in the central division of the Eastern Conference in the NBA, we have one team that was very active in the off season. I think made a lot of understated deals. Uh, <clears throat> really, kind of coming into the season with a lot of improvements, and it really is their last chance to kind of woo and impress Paul George. The Indianapolis Pacers. Ooh. Is it wrong as a Bulls fan to say I really like the Pacers lineup? Like, nah, dude, Frank Vogel's not there anymore. True, that's right. Like, like bringing in Jeff Teague, I thought was great. Um, Al Absolutely, Jef- Al Jefferson. Upgrade. Like, when you think about like Al Jefferson, you're like, I think we made the joke that like Larry Bird was like, does he look good in a Pacer jersey? Yep, he's our guy. Yeah, and, and, like he, I think he really does. A, I think he's going to be a big thing for them. Anytime Paul George is on a team, you have to feel like they're going to compete. Um, sure. as long as he's healthy and, like, since the leg injury, since he's been able to play, that has been outstanding. So, I like the Pacers. Um, I would put them in my mid-tier Eastern Conference playoff bracket there. I think I, when I did mine, I had them in the four or five range, specifically. So, mm-hmm. I, I'm excited for what they do. I think, like I said, the, the moves of Teague and Jefferson coming in, I think are going to be huge for them. Absolutely. I agree. I, uh, I they're, they actually have a very exciting roster this year. Um, I'm not sure. I mean, Al Jeff's going to kind of come in and, and and fill that Roy Hibbert role, I think, and he can score. He's going to do pretty much the exact same thing that Roy did, except you know provide a little bit less defense. Um, but uh, you know they got some decent guys. Like you said, they have Jeff Teague. Uh, he's he's very decent. Uh, Monte Ellis is still playing yeah. for him. 
and uh, they have Thad Young now. That's right. I which, forgot about that. Which is, yeah, and uh, they also have uh, Aaron Brooks backing up on the point. So I, I, I think they have a bright future this year. They could, they could be a serious surprise team. Uh, they are. I, I'm going to say they're contenders. I'm going to do it. They're contenders. Yeah. All right. Yeah. I'm going to do it. So we're going to so keep this mean, pushing uh, through. Does this mean the Patriots no. won't be $25 tickets this year? No. <sighs> Damn it. No. Unless maybe one of us gets straight A's. <laughs> <laughs> we might be able to get some really sick student discounts. <laughs> For all the schools we don't go to. <laughs> Keeping on going with the Central Division, the Milwaukee Bucks. Hmm. So, Alex, why don't you give a preview on this one? Yeah. Uh, I I think the Bucks have a very bright future. I like the depth. Uh, I think Michael Carter-Williams is a question mark. We've got uh, everyone's favorite lovely Greece, Greek man with Giannis Antetokounmpo. Uh the the question of Larry Sanders and what they're going to do with Greg Monroe. I I have the Bucks just kind of on the same line as Chicago, uh, where I think they could kind of go either way. Uh, definitely not in Indy territory, and I don't really think in Detroit territory either. Uh, I think Jason Kidd's very much surprising me in his ability to coach uh, without spilling ice, and it's. <laughs> It, I, I think the Bucks are making the right steps, but I don't know if it's going to be one of those situations where either the league blows by them or if time catches up to them and they don't really get a chance to kind of walk through the door before it shuts on them. So I'm going to put the Bucks just personally, I'll probably put them just a little ahead of Chicago, but well behind Indianapolis. Okay. Yeah, I... Uh... I, I think uh, I think they're pretenders. I don't. Uh, they're not quite there yet. The the Greg Monroe thing kind of really just bothers me. I, they have to get rid of him. He doesn't fit on the team. So if, uh, if they get rid of him and move it for you know, move him for a good piece, you know, perhaps a Paul Millsap, um, <laughs> maybe uh, maybe they can they can do something. But they were a team on the rise two years ago, and they've kind of flatlined a little bit, so I they're they're on my pretenders list. Does uh, Paul Mills look good in a Pacers jersey? In a Pacers jersey? Oh yeah, oh yeah. yeah Again, I, we would it, like it, to thank Paul Millsap for sponsoring the corner three. <laughs> <laughs> There's gonna be a day, Paul if, Paul. if you're listening, please sponsor us. <laughs> There's gonna be a day we interview Paul Millsap, and we're gonna be like, just so you know, everybody wanted you on their team. I think I think we've more convinced ourselves than every team just because two other teams of guys have said that they need him on the team. It was like three out of the first four. Yeah. And now we're just like, you know what? He could make the Lakers a better team right now. He's that kind of guy. (laughs) But oh man, yeah. I I think Millsap uh, in a Pacers jersey would be cool. I kind of like Millsap in a Raptors jersey, but that's just me. Uh, so rounding out the, the central division, we have incidentally ranked them Cleveland, Indy, Milwaukee, Chicago, Detroit. Oh, yeah. Okay. Uh, I, I like definitely it. think Bucks Bulls Detroit could really go either direction. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. Yes. They, parts. Yeah. I, I, any of those could go anyway, and I'm excited to see which ways they go. <laughs> 
So we are headed south to the Phillips Arena for the Atlanta Hawks. <laughs> we have replaced the departing Al Horford with the incoming local man himself, Dwight Howard. Uh, is anybody going to be able to tug on Superman in Atlanta's cape? Um, I don't know if you guys have seen or not, but Dwight Howard's put videos on his Instagram that he can shoot threes now, people. He can't hit free throws, but he can shoot threes. Oh, wait, wait. He, anyone can shoot threes. Is he making the threes? Um, <laughs> according to edits, I think there's quick cuts, but yes. I think it's like the old, like, Mr. Perfect, like, like vignettes. Perfect. All right, well, so, I, uh, yeah, the Hawks. Let's let's talk about them. They're uh, an interesting team. Yeah, they are. Um, I, I think they have the longest, uh, let's see here, uh, uh, let's see here. Oh, hold on a second. I'm looking. I, I'm I'm consulting some 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 stats here. I believe they have the longest uh, streak of making it to the playoffs in the NBA right now, which I want to say is like eight seasons or something, which is incredible for them because I, I've I've joked about them for years because I thought they were just that team that was totally okay being the seventh seed every year for like four years. Didn't make anything better. They overachieve. They have one good season. But now, Al Horford's gone. Jeff Teague's gone. They're throwing the keys to Schroeder. They bring in Superman. Yeah, in return of Superman. Yeah, and I, I feel like that was just like some fan service that they just <laughs> tend to provide Atlanta. Well, so. I, I, it's, it's the situation where I think this is the Dwight Howard incarnation that we're getting where it's the all-black Superman with the long black mullet and everything like that where it's just like well this isn't quite the same but okay <laughs> exactly exactly i mean they do have white howard they have they have paul Millsap, who's an outstanding player in the prime of his career all time all time all time Some prime say. and uh and they have kyle corver who's another year older um they are pretenders i i i think I don't know if they make the playoffs this year. This might be the year they finally drop out of it. But the East sucks so bad. Who knows? Oh man, trust me. The I, we have uh, fuck, uh, God. This division alone. Go. Yeah, this division is is like basically. I think I don't know what's going to happen first. Not this incoming cicada invasion, but the following one in another thirteen <laughs> years, or what team from this division winning an NBA championship. You know how at the NCAA tournament, there's that team every year that goes like 14 and 20, but they win their conference tournament, and they get into the big dance. That's this division. Yeah, because guess what we got next? The Bob Hornet Cats. (laughs) The Bob Hornet Cats. Um, Yes, the the Charlotte Bob Hornet Cats. Youth-wise, I think is in their favor. I think for the future. Um, I think I've said this before on our show. I just really want Michael Kidd Gilchrist to be good. I just really want that to happen, and um, I love Kemba as much as I hated Kemba in college because he beat Notre Dame all the time, um, but I, I, I like their team. Um, you know, obviously Nicholas Batum was huge for them. Absolutely. I think they're a playoff team, but I'm not ready to say they're a contender. I am. Really? Yeah. Really? I'm going to go out and say it. I think they're a contender. And mainly because I think the East is so bad. I think they're better than Detroit. Um, I think Kimba Walker 
was ridiculously underrated last year. Yes. <laughs> I mean, he he was great. Uh, and I'm, I'm hoping he makes another step forward. I don't know if he will. He may have hit his wall, but he had a damn good season last year. Nicholas Batum was awesome. Uh, Michael Kidd-Gilstrist, uh, he was injured last year, correct? It was the last season. So, you know, we don't know what we're going to get from him. They signed Roy Hibbard, which is hilarious because they just got rid of Al Jeff and he went to the Pacers. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I don't think... <laughs> but uh, they ended up, they got Marco Bellinelli. Uh, he, he came over there this year. Um, they have uh, the man who was traded for James Harden, Jeremy Lamb. <laughs> I can't even say that. Uh, <laughs> Not laughing. <laughs> they gave him away for Jeremy Lamb. <laughs> uh, they got a, they got Frank the Tank too, uh, and I, you know, he had a he had an okay rookie year. I expect bigger things from him this season, uh, and I, I I think they're heading in the right direction. I really do. I think, uh, like I said, I think they're going to have a a better a better year than than Detroit, but. Uh, I'm also just kind of throwing up my arms up in the air and going, whatever! <laughs> you know? Okay, so trying to figure out where Charlotte ranks amongst the the contending pretenders, or the pretending contenders. I'm not sure which one. Charlotte or Atlanta? Charlotte. Charlotte, yeah. Charlotte or Indianapolis? Indy. Indy, yeah. Okay. All right, so... We have the uh, we mentioned them earlier with the with the Chris Bosch fiasco, the Miami Heat, and Eric Spolstra's ever perpetual tan. <laughs> I think they're going the opposite direction. Um, where I don't think Dwayne Wade's going to be a huge help for the Chicago Bulls, I think he would have been a great help for the Miami Heat. Still, um, I like some of their young players. I really like Hassan Whiteside. I'm shocked. I mean, yeah, shocking. Every, you know who doesn't like Whiteside? Sometimes. Um, <laughs> I do think, like I said, I think they need a healthy Chris Bosh to compete, and I don't think we're going to see that again. So I'm, I think they're heading the wrong direction. I think they're heading towards the pretender area of the program. I I agree. I think, uh, you know, the success of their their season completely hinges on if Chris Bosh plays basketball ever again. Oh, completely. Uh, and I, I don't even know, even if he comes back, I. I I fear he's going to run into the same problems and gonna, he's going to have to call it quits. Kind of, uh, you know, in, in the same way that, you know, Brandon Roy came back to basketball for a little while and, and had to leave again, you know. But they have some nice Bill Walton's pieces. lock for a Hall of Famer on draft night. What was that? Bill Walton's lock for a Hall of Famer on draft night, Brandon Roy. Yes, yes, yes. Ugh. Ugh. Jinxed him, bastard. Man, did he ever. He put a, he put a hex on him because he had a hex put on himself, you know? <laughs> Dude, did you see that thing where Bill Walton blamed himself for the Clippers leaving San Diego? Yes. Really? Yeah. He, yeah, he's like, it's my fault. I'm like, it's your fault a whole franchise went to Los Angeles. He said that he should, He said that if a hometown player comes to succeed in the hometown and generate fans and it doesn't succeed, then it's on that player. And he said he wasn't successful, so that's why the team left. My God. Right? Yeah. No wonder his knees crumbled all that pressure. <laughs> um, Miami, there, there are some, there are some, some funny people on this roster. They, they did sign, 
<laughs> that's the only way I can. It's a really strange roster. Uh, they still have Drogic. Uh, Hassan Whiteside's a stud. I think he should have signed with LA though. I think that was the biggest mistake of his career. <laughs> I really think. I really think he would have helped that team. I think he should have left Miami. Um, then they they match this ridiculous deal for for Tyler Johnson. So that dude's getting paid, and mm-hmm. I mean he's okay, <laughs> but he's okay. It's like on that South Park episode when he's at, Tom Cruise is asking Stan how how well it's going. He's like, well, you know, you're not as good as the guy from Napoleon Dynamite, but you know, I mean you're okay. You know, I mean it's like that. Like I I. I I don't understand the the fascination. I, mean, I, I hope he I hope he proves me wrong. But down there, they also have they signed Dion Waiters this season. Oh my god, that's so, right. So yep. Dion's, Dion's down there. Uh, I love Justice Winslow. I think uh, I think he's going to get more playing time now that Ding is gone. So I think that that's going to definitely uh, that's definitely going to help him. Um, they ended up they have Bino Udrick. Uh, it looks like uh, James Johnson signed with them, which I was not even aware of. So he is uh, another uh, another Chicago Bull going going south. So uh, I mean, they have an interesting team. They also have Derek Williams. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's that's he's going to be kind of an interesting piece. Uh, Giannis Haslam, I, I think he's just going to die there. I don't. <laughs> I, don't, I, I don't think he ever leaves and you know that's great but uh they're they're pretenders actually i i would say they're they're borderline uh even though they have all these interesting pieces and i i emphasize interesting right uh, um i i think that uh i think they're borderline rebuilding right now that that's kind of where i have them too uh so so alex can we say the yeah. miami here are not great Oh, DJ Fluva. <laughs> so, Miami or Atlanta? Atlanta. Atlanta, yeah. That's where I have it, too. Miami or Detroit? Detroit. Detroit. Damn, all right, I got to move them back a little bit then. All right, so, which brings us to the team, the other team in Florida, Central Florida, and the most happiest place on earth, the Orlando Magic. I'm going to say that they're a contender because of their new Summer League jersey. Oh, that's their actual jersey? Shit. Uh, pretending, yeah, pretending. Um, <laughs> I, I've gone through a lot of teams' off-season plan with everything, all the moves they made. And I, I've made fun of the Bulls a lot, obviously. I wrote an article about it on our website. I don't have a clue what Orlando's plan was. It's like... <laughs> <laughs> like... They bring it beyond though, and it's like, okay, four years, that's fine, cool. They trade so much shit to get one year of Serge Ibaka, who I understand Ibaka wanted his role to grow, but I don't think Orlando's the place for him. I do like Aaron Gordon. I do like Fournier. Um, but I, no. Just, they're going to be picking in the lottery next year. I don't think they're better. I like Vogel. Um, being there, I think he's going to be doing a good job for them, but I just don't think that they're, they're, no. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, they, they are, they are definitely rebuilding and I think they are a, uh, I think that they might be, uh, they're going to be probably the third worst team in the East period this year. Um, all right. I'm, I'm, I'm selling low on Orlando, uh, I think Alfred Payton is 
getting to be a borderline bust at this point. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I wish they would have traded him. I can't believe they got rid of Victor Oladipo. I, nice. cannot, I, I cannot get over that they traded him for one year of Serge Ibaka at all. And uh, freaking... God, what was the name? Said, they traded... Uh, Sabonis! Yeah, they traded Sabonis in that deal, too. Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, they ended up... Uh, you know, the Thunder made out like bandits. Mm-hmm. So, I, I, I don't... That was that was a great trade on there, and I have no idea what Orlando was thinking. Uh, they ended up signing Biombo, who had that, that great playoff series against the Cavs, or great two games against the Cavs. Um, and I think that was more of a complimentary move to Vucevic, too, because that, that'll take pressure off Vucevic to do what he cannot do, and that's play defense. Right, I mean, yeah. he, the dude is... That guy's a straight, just, like ball vacuum he shoots rebounds this kind of takes the pressure off him to do anything else put that on biombo but it feels like a lot of orlando's eggs might be in the mario hazonia basket <laughs> oh i i complete i completely agree i completely agree and uh you know they got a few decent players that i i think could help some other teams right now like evan fournier like for instance he's one of those guys you put him in another jersey he really helps another team but i don't know why he's hanging out in orlando right now they also signed jeff green um he's down there this year jody meeks uh dj augustine uh cj watson so we got a bunch of former bulls down there (laughs) um but uh and they i mean it's a it's it's not a winning team. I mean, their their future probably is is Aaron Gordon, and I'm hoping he starts to develop a little bit more this year. Um, but I, I don't know how he does with this. You know, they're going to play him at the three a lot. I've heard, but he can't shoot, so I don't I don't know what he's going to do there. <laughs> yeah, so, I mean, there's always there's always like there's 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 been a few uh, like clips of him just. Sometimes he turns on defense like nothing, and there, there's there's a few clips you can check out on YouTube where he's right underneath the basket and then runs after a guy at the three point line and swats away a three point shot, and he just comes out of nowhere. I mean, and I, like you don't even see him coming. I mean, he just runs for it, and like there are these flashes of like complete brilliance for him, but uh, I don't think he's going to make a huge step this year. Just like I said before, with you know the the big man glut they have, but uh, yeah, they're they're in bad shape right now. <laughs> they're a long way away from that that NBA Finals appearance they had, you know, eight or nine years sure. ago. I mean, it, it 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 seems like it was a really long time ago, and and it was. So uh, yeah, I, I'm saying uh, third worst. Have we listed so, any so. team in this division as a contender yet? Uh, Charlotte was borderline. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So, uh, gonna round out the East here. Uh, gonna go pay respects to the nation's capital. Gonna go visit Dumbledore because we're doing the Washington Wizards. Nice. Oh yes, I was waiting for this one. Ted, what do you think? Um. Ah, uh, pretenders, but with a curve. I think that John Wall is one of the best talents the NBA has. I think he's. I mean, it might be the fastest part. It's not Russell Westbrook in the league. If you see if you see him run up and down the court, um, but the whole issue with him and Bradley Beal, I think, really affects them. And I don't think John Wall, as much as I like him and I loved him kind of at Kentucky, 
I don't think he's a guy you can win an NBA championship with building your team around. No, I, I agree. No. Um, there, uh, Bradley Beal needs to go. Um, yeah. I, I think they need to have a guy. They, they need an Evan Fournier. They can trade away Bradley Beal for a, a decent big man. Mm-hmm. A la Brooke Lopez, a la Alex Which Derrickson. we talked about. Yes, uh, something like that would be great for them, and then just fill the gap with a decent shooting guard who's not going to take a whole lot of points away from John Wall. Um, they also they have Mark Keith Morris, yeah, uh, who had a hell of a season, a few seasons in Phoenix until he uh, became toxic and uh, got Jeff Hornacek fired and pretty much single handedly dismantled the Phoenix Suns season last year. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and they have Otto Porter, who's been kind of a bust. Uh, Trey Burke is playing for them now. Yeah. Uh, I did not know that. This is one of those things we should have talked about on where are they now, because I would never <laughs> have guessed Trey Burke was a, was going to be backing up John Wall. So that's that's cool. how I thought when I read Joe Johnson was on the Jazz. I was like, that's too many Jays. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Um, but, uh, yeah, they are, I, they're not going to make the playoffs. They uh, they were close. They they came really close to relevance a few years ago when they uh, when they wiped out the Bulls. Did they make it to the Eastern Conference Finals that one season? I thought they did. Mate. And see, it's, you're it's talking sad. about Gilbert Arenas's big year, right? No, 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 no. We're talking about recently, recently with the uh, with the Nene team. They had that yeah. one. I'm trying to think if they. This is terrible. Why why do I not know this? I know, I but know. I it's thought it was weird years of blur. I know, I know. There's just been there's been so many of them, and uh, what you say, Tim? I thought of a fifth Brooklyn Net finally. Oh shit! <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead, Tim. Fill us in, Louis Scola. Oh yeah. Oh, I yeah. quit. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so Washington or Atlanta? Washington. No, 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 I'm sorry. Take that back. Atlanta. Atlanta. All right. With or without Chris Bosh, it doesn't matter. Washington or Miami? Washington. Okay. I think Walt Washington any Detroit. player on that team. Detroit. Detroit. Dang. All right. So that brings the Southeast Division slash clusterfuck <laughs> to... From from the bottom up, we've got the Magic, we've got the Heat, we have your Wizards, your Hawks, and your Bobnets Hornets. Bobnets Hornets. This Charlotte is the year of Kid Gilchrist. This is the year. Uh, Please. Sure. Right, so. sure. <laughs> Recapping here, we have the Atlantic Division going Boston, Toronto, the Knicks, Philly, Brooklyn, Central, predictably going Cleveland, Indy, interchangeably Bucks, Bulls, Pistons. <laughs> And then the Southeast as the Charlotte, Atlanta, Washington, Miami, Orlando. Nice. I think, so I think, we, got, I th- I think we nailed it. I think we did, too. I, very, very much. Yeah, it's the seating that might mess me up. But, uh, yeah, I think this is – I'm going to keep this. And uh, we'll, we'll revisit this here at the All-Star break. Yeah, I doubt, I'm totally down for that. Yeah. That was fun. fun. I can't wait to see the Western Conference because it's going to be like eight contenders. You mean the Western Conference next week on the corner3.net? <laughs> yes. The one that's on iTunes? And Stitcher? And Stitcher and Google Play? 
that that same podcast, I'm in. Yes, did you know that we're also on the on Facebook at Corner Three Basketball? Well, no. next thing you can do is get time for on Twitter. We are at the Corner Three Pod, and before you know what, I know you're prognosticating there, Punxsutawney Phil. And I'm going to tell you right now, yeah, I am going to mention we're on Instagram, and we are on Instagram at the Corner Three Podcast. And again, you can find us on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play. Like, subscribe, share, tell your mom, tell your friends, tell that guy that sends the videos of him covering David Bowie's Space Oddity on the International Space Station. <laughs> awesome. That was awesome. We are listening to Worldwide, I Want to Go Into Space. <laughs> So, with that being said, yes, as Alex covered all the bases there, to let you know what's coming up for next week's show, we will finish this with uh, our Venn diagram of the Western Conference and how we feel each team's going to do there. And we're going to touch a little bit on the Hall of Fame classes next week as the induction to Springfield. So, we're going to give our fond memories of Shaquille O'Neal, Alan Iverson. Do we have to talk about John Calipari's NBA career? No. I don't He made an NBA 2K game, so, I mean, he he's made it into a video game. Uh, so, it's like, official. we can't go back on that. He's he's blurry, but he's he's very pixely. But he's there. Hey, uh, I'm sorry. This is on the Dreamcast, so there <laughs> he is not he is not pixely. We prefer polygonal. <laughs> well, you know, as long as long as it was the Dreamcast, you you could have played it online. You could have you could have played online as John Calipari back in 2000. Yes, if I paid to play on my 56k modem, because yes. that's what I. Is picking the Brooklyn or picking the New Jersey Nets led by John Calipari and my mom from upstairs going, You're hogging the phone line. <laughs> so, yes, be sure to check out next week's show. We have a John Calipari where we break down the NBA Hall of Fame class. <laughs> oh, holy shit. <laughs> Fucking that's it. That's it. Send it. Everybody have a good night. <laughs> See ya. <laughs>